This is Lane Kawoka, host of the Simple Passive Cashflow.com podcast, and you're listening to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. Man, if you're not happy with the situation that you're in, you're not a tree. You are not planted or rooted into one place for the rest of your life. You have the ability to change things. And now, a word from our sponsor, Liberty Real Estate Fund. Liberty Real Estate Fund is creating the world's first single-tenant net lease security token fund by joining blockchain technology and 30 years of institutional real estate investment experience to deliver stable, diversified, tax-efficient returns combined with liquidity, security, and transparency. Michael Flight, co-founder of Liberty Real Estate Fund, or also known as LibertyFund.io, likes to quote Peter Thiel, look at what in your industry is inevitable but no one sees coming. The founders at LibertyFund.io asked the question, what if you could combine all the benefits of wealth creation, inflation protection, and cash-flowing income of real estate with the liquidity and ease of worldwide use presented by Bitcoin? It became apparent that blockchain technology would disrupt, but also enhance the real estate investment world. So, the guys at Liberty spent a few years in mucho dollars researching, designing, and building a superior investment strategy to get the best aspects of commercial real estate, which again include wealth generation, inflation protection, tax benefits, the ability to leverage your investment, tangible value, and cash flowing regular income with all of the benefits of blockchain, including security, transparency, cost efficiencies, worldwide distribution, liquidity, and immediate transfers. Don't miss the next big trend. You can get their new free real estate blockchain investing 2020 report at libertyfund.io. Yes, that's libertyfund.io. Folks, this is a quality report and it's free. Be sure to tell them that Adam at Dream Chasers sent you. Thank you. This is Dream Chasers, episode 133 with Abel Pacheco. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Abel Pacheco. Abel is the president and principal of Five Talents Commercial Real Estate. He's also a podcast host of the Five Talents podcast. And just in case you didn't know this, he's also a commercial loan broker, born and raised in Corpus Christi, Texas, went to the University of Texas at San Antonio, UTSA, that's the Roadrunners. We had a little joke about that before. And now Abel lives in San Antonio, Texas, go Spurs. I think we got the title for this conversation right, Abel, which is Don't Mess With Texas. I'm gonna flip Don't it over. mess with Texas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flip it over to you, though. Uh, just really grateful to have you here on the show for so many reasons we'll get into. But any opening remarks for my listeners? Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. Adam, since I've met you, man, provided a, a ton of value to me, to your followers, to people that you've been really sowing into. And I'm I'm excited to be part of that system of giving back and helping others. So I really appreciate it. I know how much time, effort and energy it is to like push this stuff out live as consistently and as you do it for the length of time. So thank you very much for having me and I'm excited to help you give back as well, man. Thank you, Abel. Yeah, guys, Abel had me on his show not too long ago. I had a blast. <laughs> After I listened to my interview with him, I was like, wait, how could I How could I not invite him back on Dream Chasers? That's so wrong of me <laughs> to not do that, especially with just all that he's working on. He's a fun guy. Again, he's, he's a Texan, 
at heart, which I'm really excited to talk about what's going on in Texas today, because clearly it seems like the entire world is gravitating to this state, including myself. Myself and my fiance were very interested in a potential future in Texas. We joke about it often. It gets cold here in Canada, you know that. So um, (laughs) anyways, yeah. And guys, I first met Abel. It's funny. On LinkedIn, once you kind of start running in the circle that, that we find ourselves in, you see the same talking heads pop up all the time. And I think I'd seen Abel's, I had like gotten familiar with knowing who he was at least a year before we actually finally had a conversation. And then again, we just hit it off. So power of LinkedIn at its finest. Uh, I'll kind of flip it back over to you one more time, Abel, to just fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And nice to nice to, to be on the show again. So my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm from San Antonio, Texas, where I live today. I grew up in Corpus Christi, like Adam mentioned. So I grew up in the beach, beach town, have uh, the second half of my life here in Texas by the Alamo. So if you're not familiar with San Antonio, that's remember the Alamo, baby, Texan through and through. Funny on that, since we're doing a Texas theme show, my grandparents or great, 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 however you want to call it, were traced back to the Battle of the Alamo. So I had a Pacheco there, Luciano Pacheco. If you Google him, you can kind of find, you know, the historians traced all this stuff back to those people. So I'm like, yep, that's uh, remember the Alamo, baby. And uh, one of the sons of the Republic of Texas is kind of in our family. So it's pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, man, I I live here and just enjoying life with my wife and two kids. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they are my my world. My wife is amazing, super supportive in everything that I do. Give her a lot of props uh, every single day. And then commercial real estate is kind of where I've focused. You know, long background, a track record of sales, leadership, management, experience, IT, tech, hosting, cloud, all these words, you know, if you're not familiar with them, uh, it's just like everything you do on the internet. That's what that's what makes everything work. And uh, I did that for a number of years, sold to Fortune 500 companies, led $50 million a year businesses, now have transitioned most of my time to commercial real estate. So it's a ple- pleasure, uh, again, joining you, man. Yeah. We're going to have a grateful conversation. Great conversation. Definitely. And, and before we, uh, I guess, get into today's topic, I do want to just revisit a few things you said there. It's really cool to see your extensive history and sales. You were talking about selling Cutco knives and basically like that nitty gritty, you, you've got a history doing the yeah. sales that no one wanted to do, which translates in the long run as to why you're so successful now. Maybe I'm a little biased, yeah. but I, I did door-to-door sales in grade eight. So like, <laughs> I know what it's mm-hmm. like selling lawn yeah. care. So on that note, there are a ton of successful you know, individuals that came out of either door-to-door sales, in-person demonstrations, business-to-business, cold calling, and a lot of it has to do with like just your ability to take some nose and have the persistence to keep going. In in my opinion, uh, man, once you once you've heard you know no a thousand or more times and can continue on muscling through, you're like you you may have what it takes to be that entrepreneur because <laughs> you're going to go through some rough rough moments and you just got to keep battling on. So I think that's. That's a lot of it. Yeah, we, we sold Cutco Knives, if anybody's familiar with that. We did that for like six years and led an office, led a team, led a crew and sold you know millions of dollars of Cutco. So that was, that was fun. Love it. And I, I do remember what I was going to ask you now. And you just give us like, you know, the 60 second summary. What was your light bulb moment where you went from employee or successful sales professional to, hey, you know what? I'm going to run my own commercial real estate business. Something that needs to happen there. 
I've seen a lot of yeah. people in our industry are so grateful that they made that transition. Um, mm-hmm. but like, what was it for you, for anyone listening that might <laughs> be in the old Able shoes? Yeah, man. Uh, professional career, IT hosting, cloud sales. Like we said, 60 person sales team. We went from 5 million when we were like eight people a year to 12 million a year to 25 million from 40 million to 50 something million dollars a year. And from eight to you know, 10, 12, 15, 60 people. Right. Well, I'm in the I'm in a boardroom with the CFO and you know VPs of finance, VP of sales, and they're like saying, "Hey, man, you did an amazing year. That was just an amazing run." Then they, you know, we all started chuckling. Hey, congratulations, all that stuff. The chuckle turned to uh, more of a sarcastic chuckle, and that went to, "Hey, man, great job. You've just earned yourself a quota increase, a big one, sixty uh, percent year over year." And I, I realized you know, that was not going to come with 60% increase of pay. Mm. Rather, your territory gets smaller. You have to do more work to earn the same amount. That was like the ultimate, I need to move to commercial real estate full-time to try to figure it out. I've been investing in single family real estate for a number of years prior, like 10 years prior because of, you know, how to try to create passive income. But I think that was like, that was one of those moments where I'm like, something's got to change. It's got to be different. How the heck do I find it? And I didn't know commercial real estate then, but I was like on the hunt for something literally after that conversation. Yeah. Those moments in life are are so powerful. And I guess here we go. Speaking of of powerful moments, we are now able going to step into the next level chamber. The topic of today's discussion is don't mess with Texas. And I know we were just on a really cool topic, just talking about that whole entrepreneurial transition. So I don't want to lose that either. But I mean, don't mess with Texas. Talking to Abel before the call, I'm like, we need to zone in on this because as I mentioned, it seems as though if we're just looking at at the US, a lot of people are gravitating towards Texas. A lot of people are gravitating gravitating towards Florida. Obviously, we know because of like the tax advantages and that type of thing, but I'm sure the warm weather helps. Definitely. I know, I know myself, I've always had a good time in, in your state and, and look forward to the next time I can make a trip back. So I guess as an entrepreneur, what are some things about Texas that are so compelling and why you think entrepreneurs are also coming there? In my neck of the woods, San Antonio, Texas is about two and a half hours south of Austin. It's about two and a half hours north of Corpus Christi. We're about six hours away of Dallas to the northeast-ish of us. And all of South Texas, you know, the Rio Grande Valley, RGV, as they sometimes call it, you have the US-Mexico-Canada agreement, uh, which is south of us. And that is the old NAFTA, which basically outlines $300 billion of trade from US, Mexico, Canada, $300 billion going that way, $290 billion going this way, $150 billion going that way. So all of those US, Mexico, Canada agreement, like it basically just solidifies like South Texas cities down there. They're not going away. They're small mm-hmm. cities, but unless somebody's going to change some of these international agreements that have been there for some number of years, those billions of dollars are going to go through South Texas. So as a, you know, that's what makes some people really comfortable investing down there. Corpus Christi, big Texas town, tourism, beaches. Uh, I know it's different right now during the pandemic, but it is, you know, just one of those places where you have population that's been there for years growing up there. It's kind of like I'm the exception or there's very few people that actually move away. Most of the people grew up there. They stay there. Parents are there. Grandparents are there. And, they, and that's why population continues to grow in that you know, city. San Antonio, Texas, man, we're, we're starting to uh, establish ourselves 
as a new tech community. Downtown is being revived. Currently, it's like big on uh, the biggest oil employer, Valero's there, one of the biggest tech companies, Rackspace. You IT got Air Force there too, right? Uh, yeah, you have Brooks Army, Air Force, Randolph Brooks, Medical Center. There's like three or four military posts. So it's it's like military town USA or since there's some <laughs> kind of nickname that that I guess I should know better. But uh, there's all these different military bases, the big medical center, and that's San Antonio. And then Austin, people know that as the tech hub. Really, I guess what most people miss is like this I-35 corridor. It's between, it's an I-35 highway in between Austin to the north and San Antonio to the south. It's Shirts, New Braunfels, San Marcos, giving away the goods for anybody that's not from Texas. Where do I go invest? Well, the I-35 corridor, they said it's going to be like its own metropolis in like 20 years because it's just booming like crazy. It's a stretch of highway that used to be just land between the two cities. And now it's like basically converging. You have a bunch of population growing to those beautiful areas. And there's like a river in between it. There's some nice tourism spots in between those two areas. It's kind of hidden areas. It's really nice. And uh, all of that, you know, just kind of leans towards, you know, like you said, warm weather. They say Texas is a country of its own. Uh, We do have like really great uh, median income for employment. The cost of living is lower. You can find, man, my first house was a three bedroom, two bath, 1600 square feet, normal, you know, modest house. That was 116 grand. And it was like nice. It was a new house. It was like 10, less than 10 years old, five years old my nicest house here in San Antonio. I'm like, now we got marble countertops and an outdoor patio and a big sprawling, you know, 2,700 square feet. It was like 290K. I mean, it's a nice spread. You know, I feel good. So the median income compared to the cost of living is very good. So you have some of the very diverse economic factors. When I look for market factors, market mechanics, I want a lot of population, diverse job growth, and I want a market that people enjoy being in and you know, have a lot of those things in Texas, at least in my central, the South Texas that I kind of know pretty well. And then, man, you go to Dallas, Dallas is like the number, I don't know, what is it? Three or four largest metro in the US. It's ridiculous. There's like millions of people. I don't know the exact numbers. I think it's like 5 million or so, something dumb. And then, uh, you know, you, you have that DFW, it's Dallas, Fort Worth, that place just all comes together. It's one big sprawling mass of people. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you get these things. I don't know much about North Texas. So Lubbock, Amarillo, uh, you know, some of I those I do know areas. as you get closer to Oklahoma City, there's some interest from yeah. an investment standpoint. Like Oklahoma City is mm. not, not a bad option right now either. Yeah. As far as investing. Okay. There, I'm sure there's additional uh, markets that are amazing. I, just I, I would probably still pick Texas. Texas. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my backyard and I go, well, I don't need to invest outside of the city or outside of our, our state anyways. Uh, here in New Mexico is about the only places that I'm in right now. So, yep. Okay. So kind of double click on a few things you said there, because you're talking about the I-35 corridor. Yeah. If you, if you could put yourself in the shoes of an investor, commercial real estate focused, who's tired of living in New York or California and they want to be closer to their investments, they know that Texas is where they want yeah. to go. But like, for example, I think one, I wouldn't say mistake, but even myself thinking like as an outsider of Texas, I'm going to think, okay, Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. I'm not going to think New Braunfels, um, which somehow I, I, I know that- Tertiary markets. I yeah. know New Braunfels from someone who's been on Dream Chasers. Shout out to my buddy, Anaki Strick. But like, where are the where are the sweet spots that Texans are going to? So that way anyone from outside yeah. of the state that's listening to this can be like, oh, I know something now. 
No, well, the cities that you mentioned, they're all still popular, like Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, right? Everyone still flocks to those areas. But if you have been here for a number of years, Corpus Christi, where I'm from as well. So you still know those cities as like great living, great living experience. You have city and country, you know, within a 45 minute drive, I can go to the ranch in about 45 minutes or an hour. And I can go to like downtown in almost any one of those cities. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. River, water, bodies of water, enjoy that stuff. There's all those secondary or tertiary markets that we're talking about that, you know, a lot of people don't know about because they think of the big cities. And we, we talked about, I mentioned some of them. Shirts is outside of San Antonio, Helotus outside of San Antonio, New Braunfels, San Marcos on the 35 corridor. There's another little city called Buda on the 35 corridor. And those cities on that 35 corridor are where is like super popular because Austin's stretching out. It's really compact. San Antonio keeps growing population growth year over year, just consistent and steady for like 20 years. It's not a new thing. It's just, that's an ongoing population growth. And so as those cities spread out, there's enough land in Texas that people can literally go and buy some plots and build or renovate or go to the old or go to the new, whether they're building new, you know, there's a lot of commercial properties on that. And those are the, those are the cities that uh, I think people are flocking to right now. If I'm an investor looking for I-35 corridor, stuff like that. I love it. Okay. So your, your niche, your expertise is multifamily investments. You were telling me a little bit before our call about what you're working on right now. It's all about how you look at it. I think for you and hearing your background and anyone who wants to follow up with Abel later, it sounds like he's had a positive COVID experience. I have to say myself as well. It's all about how you look at it. Just for anyone who's tuned in listening right now that might want to learn more about what you're working on now, how, how they can invest with you. You've got it going on. So where's the best resource for them to go for that? And I guess talk yeah, about it a little right. bit too. So I'll start with you know what we're doing, commercial real estate syndication. We pull capital from multiple different investors and then we help them increase your cash flow, increase net worth and have some great tax benefits. We end up serving a lot of professional W-2 employees that don't have the time to actually invest in real estate. They don't want to manage. They don't want the headache of like dealing with properties. And then we all invest together. Uh, We partner right alongside of them and we go buy something bigger than what we would have been able to do on our own or as as an individual. So we pull a bunch of people, buy something bigger, and then multifamily apartment complexes tends to be the staple. Um, It's been pretty COVID resistant in Texas. Not every market and every asset class has had the same experience during COVID, but for Texas, it worked out pretty well. The B and the C class properties, not the A's and not the war zone properties right in between. We've had good, you know, we've had good returns throughout the years. And specifically this year, uh, it felt a lot like the year before. So that was good that there was not a blip or not a huge change. And uh, that's what we do. So if anybody's interested in that, you can reach out to me at 5tcre.com. Uh, that's our website. And on my website, 5tcre.com, you can see like, you can hear a lot more about our background under the About Us page. If you want some education, there's a free book. You can you can check out the hand guide or the, the investment guide that I used to invest in my first $100 million of commercial real estate. That's there. Uh, the COVID experience that we had, you're right, Adam, it was positive for us because man, we had a lot, it felt like we had more time to kind of work on the business or the system. So we launched a podcast that's on our website. Look for more information. We wrote that book this year. And then we were able to close on three, well, we're cl- we closed on two properties so far. Our third one is 
coming in the next couple of weeks. And then we're launching a fund, uh, a 506C investment. If anybody's interested, that information is on the website as well. Love it. Yeah, guys, highly endorse Abel. He's very transparent with his investor base. If you need to, if if you're bored one day and you just want to see what he's up to, what he looks like, if he got a haircut, whatever, hop on LinkedIn. I'm sure he posts a video or something. Um, Very, very transparent and, and high communication with people that he works with, which speaks loudly. So Check his stuff out, subscribe to his podcast, and we might give you one more shout out to, to go check out the podcast here before the end. But one yeah. uh, final question, Abel, before I get to the fun one that I told you we have also, what would you say to someone who's just like, you know, they're on the fence, they need that final push to make that move to Texas. It doesn't have to be San Antonio. It could be any of the cities we, we named so mm-hmm. far. Like what's your, like truly your words of encouragement to someone who's thinking about pulling that trigger? I always hear this, you know, old mindset. And I think it's a Jim Rohn mindset that says, man, if you're not happy with the situation that you're in, you're not a tree. You are not planted or rooted into one place for the rest of your life. You have the ability to change things. So if you're one of, you know, complaining, upset about uh, one of those individuals that's not happy about your personal property taxes or what you pay and taxes or the, renter laws for real estate or landlord rules or what, you know, all the legislation and things like that, you don't have to stay there. (laughs) So uh, you can absolutely move. That's the great thing. And let's take a little adventure. Let's, let's get out there and try something. I've had some huge, amazing successes over my career, just because, you know, we said, you know, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, okay, we lose my pride's going to get hurt and, I, and I'm not going to come out a winner and people look down on me and, you know, okay, well, that's, a, that's just a pride thing. If I can get over that as the worst case scenario, I'm going to get, you know, maybe my knee skinned a little bit here and there. But if I don't do that, then what's the alternative? Nothing will change. And if you can pony up and just put a little risk out there and just go for it, like this, that's what adventure is. Just go for it. Then you're going to have a better experience for it. Win, lose, or draw. You know, I encourage you. So if you're if you're interested in taking a plunge, go for it. Well said. Well said. And I, I, as a as a fellow Zoomer, I know we're on Zoom all the time. I, I got to applaud you for keeping a straight face. I, I know your your child sounds like they're getting ready to make their Dream Chasers debut too, which is awesome. <laughs> but uh, I have a puppy, so like every now and she'll, now and then she'll bark. You got it, guys. Some advice for you on Zoom calls out there. Everyone can relate. All right, we're all at home right now. If you get some background noise, just just power through it. It's okay. <laughs> it makes you. <laughs> yeah, I have my three year old and one year old, and I get lucky because my wife is the uh, she, she's the one taking. The, the hard work during these interviews and things like that. So she's helping us. And uh, yeah, like you said, man, just, Hey, stay focused. I got some headphones for that and uh, we'll keep working on it. <laughs> All right. So here we go, Abel. Um, if you could give one shout out to someone you've never given a shout out to before publicly, we'll say, who would that be? I'm glad you said publicly. Cause I, I was thinking I've given probably personal shout outs, but never a public social internet shout out to my beautiful sisters Melissa and Catherine, and you guys are amazing. You've been there for me for years through ups and downs and challenges. And both of you are just absolutely amazing successes in your own arenas, professionally, personally with their children. And just, we just want to say, love you very much. Awesome. Thank you. And we hope to have two new listeners of Dream Chasers now. Thank you, Abel. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, one more time. I, I think you, you said it, but 5TCRE.com is the best place to go to get plugged in um, on everything, yep. Abel. 
Yeah, people can still find me on LinkedIn, like you said, and I'm there. Go to our website and I have links to, to everything there and a lot of education, a lot of webinars, a lot of recordings, educate resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Boom. Love it. All right, Abel. Well, thank you very much for investing your time with us here today. Any closing remarks? If you are not religiously listening to Adam's show, you need to start. Subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. He is an amazing resource. He pulls some really quality guests. And I'm not saying that because I'm on it. Well, thank you for <laughs> I'm on it. But I mean, just in general, his network that he exposes you to, I would say go, go get more of it and do so. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for everything, Adam. My pleasure, Abel. Thank you for the shout out. It means a lot. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We'll catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again, and remember, take it to the next level.